Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Podcast Will Show, episode two for December. This is kind of an NFL recap of week 17 out of 18. So let's get going. Thursday night football game was the Browns beating the uh, New York Jets 37 to 20 behind Joe Flacco's 309 yards and three touchdowns. They Browns proved 11 to five. Jets dropped to six and ten. They did activate Aaron Rodgers to the active roster, but obviously they're not going to play him. Best they can do is 7-10. They're not in the playoff hunt. The Browns are assured a wild card berth. They will not win their division via both via Baltimore's victory today over the Dolphins. So, and then the Lions and Cowboys is the next game on Saturday. Cal- Dallas will win 20-19. This improved 11-5. Detroit would drop to 11-5. This game had some controversy. Controversy, I guess. Controversial call. Like, the Lions drove down, scored a touchdown. They went for two, got it initially. You know, it was like, oh, 21-20. Then it was a flag. It was like a legal touch, an eligible receiver or whatever. Taylor Decker, the offensive lineman, apparently didn't check in as eligible. They said it was another guy. So the Lions went for it again instead of kicking the extra point. It was intercepted. Golf was intercepted. And But Micah Parsons went offside, so they got a third shot, didn't get it. And obviously they didn't. Decided to kick and go to overtime, so because the Lions have already clinched their division, so they went for the win, didn't get it. Cowboys won. The game started off with Detroit going down their opening drives, kicking a field goal, and then Dallas Deck Prescott hitting CD Ram for a 92 yard touchdown, and Lamb would have 13 catches, 227 yards, and a touchdown. Prescott had 345 yards and two touchdowns. Jared Goff had 271 yards. He had a touchdown, two interceptions. St. Brown had nine, six catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. He caught the touchdown that put the Lions in position at the end of the game to win it. Jamari Gibbs, who I was shocked didn't do a little bit better, he's kind of, for me, he's in that Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, like family, running back, do-it-all guy. He was 15, he had 15 carries for 43 yards. David Montgomery led him. 14 catches, 14 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Sam Brown had one rush for 11 yards. James William had one rush for 6 yards, and he also had a big catch. He had two catches for 69 yards. Sam Laporta had seven catches for 84 yards. Gibbs had one catch for no yards. That's what's shocking. All right. So moving on, we said Texans would play the uh, Titans, beat them 26-3 to prove 9-7. They're tied with Jacksonville and... Indianapolis for not for the lead in their division, I believe. Titans are five and eleven eliminated from the playoffs. Will Levis struggled. There yeah, he didn't play well. He was two of six for sixteen yards. Tannehill came in with sixteen of twenty, 168 yards. Taking only carried the ball twelve times, forty two yards. DeAndre Hopkins had seven catches for seventy two yards. And obviously the Texans you have C.J. Stroud had 24-32, 213 yards, and a touchdown. Singletary would lead them with 16 carries for 80 yards. Nico Collins would lead them with 7 catches for 80 yards. Brevin Jordan would have 2 catches, 19 yards, and a touchdown. C.J. Stroud, who I said, honestly, was probably the uh, best pro-ready quarterback out of the rookies that were coming out. I mean... 
The only thing I, only thing I had, and he even admitted, just talked about this when he was at Ohio State, was maybe he could have ran the ball a little bit more. But when you were thrown to those wide receivers, why would you run the ball? So, but he had a good game, and you know, DeMar DeMarco Ryan's has him rolling. Then you have the Bears and Falcons. Falcons came into this game with a shot at winning their division. They would lose that when they lost 37-17 to the Bears. Because instead of being 8-8, eight eight, they're 7-9 now. Bears improved to 7-9. They lost 37-17, right? Taylor Heineke struggled. He would go 10-29, yards. Touchdown, three INTs. B. John Robinson carried well 15 times for 75 yards. Tyler Algiers had one catch. 75 yards and a touchdown. Then you look at what Desmond Ritter would come in. He would do a little bit better than Heineke, but not much. 3 or 4, 17 yards, interception. Heineke would run the ball, though, four times for 46 yards and a touchdown. Algier had five carries for 13 yards. Drake London had four catches for 56 yards, and Kyle Pitts had one catch for five yards. For the Bears, Justin Fields, he's kind of... Maybe making them think twice about using that first round pick on the quarterback. Either you use it and you trade it, or draft Marvin Harrison Jr. He went 20 32, 6, 268, one touchdown. He would round the ball 11 times with 45 yards and touchdown. Kilo Herbert would lead him with 18 carries, 124 yards and touchdown. DJ Moore led the Bears in receiving with nine catches for 159 yards and a touchdown. Then you go to the Ravens and Dolphins. Any dream that Cleveland had of winning the division was ended in this game when the Ravens would beat the would beat the Dolphins 56 to 19. The Ravens improved to 13 and 3. Dolphins dropped to 11 and 5, which the Dolphins also give the Bills a shot to win the division. Two will go 22 of 38, 237, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Devin Atchie would go 14 14 carries, 107 yards. Tyreek Hill had six catches. 76 yards, neither of them two would score touchdowns. Then you look at the rest of the Dolphins. Two of carry, ran the ball two times for 14 yards. Troy Kill, one carry for zero three yards. Then you got Cedric Wilson had two catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Atchney would, he would score a touchdown through the air. He had four catches for 30 yards and a touchdown, so that's good. And then we go to Baltimore. Lamar Jackson literally had... He was 18 to 21 for 321 yards, five touchdowns. He may have won MVP here. He also carried the ball six times for 35 yards. He had more touchdown passes than incompletions. Tyler Huntley, his backup, would go one on one for 19 yards on a touchdown. Gus Edwards led the Ravens in rushing with 68 carry yards on 16 carries and a touchdown. Justice Hill, of Oklahoma State product, in a, a you know from Tulsa, he played at Booker T. He'd run the ball three times for 48 yards. Melvin Gordon, the third Wisconsin running back, played for the Chargers and Broncos. Long-time NFL running back, I think. Six carries, 10 yards, and a touchdown. Zay Flowers, a rookie wide receiver from Boston College, three catches, 106 yards, touchdown. Justice Hill, Oklahoma kid. Five catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Shaw Bateman, he was from Minnesota. He had four catches for four yards. Isaiah Likely, the pride of Coastal Carolina. Two catches, 42 yards, and two touchdowns. And Odell Beckham Jr., he would have one catch for 33 yards, but that was a spectacular catch. And then Charlie Kohler, he was from Norman North and Iowa State. One catch, 19 yards, and a touchdown. Another Oklahoma kid. Their fullback, most teams don't have a fullback. Ricard, he had 
one catch for four yards and a touchdown. Because in the NFL, a lot of times, fullbacks, you, it's like it's, they don't get carries. They just they'll catch balls and block. So, again, Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's at least, I think he, with this, without in this game, unless he has, like, a really bad game in the last game of the season and McCaffrey goes off, he's secured MVP. The Ravens are 13-3, and the Dolphins are 11-5. Now we go to the Saints and the Buccaneers. Battle for the South. Saints would win 23-13 to go to 8-8. Eight eight. Bucks would drop to 8-8. Eight eight. Derek Carr at 197 yards, two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield had 309 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Mike Evans of the Bucks had three catches for 70 yards. Mike Edmonds, Evans has had like a 1,000-year season every year he's been in the NFL. He's been in the NFL for a while. Baker Mayfield's that guy. He's hit. A, he's a streaky guy. He's kind of like Brett Favre. He's a gunslinger, and he plays in streaks. He can play like, you know, yeah, that's why he went number one. Then you're like, wow, that guy's starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he had an okay game. Those interceptions probably cost his team, though. But he's a competitor. Then you go to the Bills and Patriots. The Bills, the Bills tried to help let the Patriots win. They would hold. They would win 27-21. Bailey Zappi would throw three interceptions. He went 16 to 26, 209 yards. So a little bit better than Josh Allen passing. And he also had like 37 yards rushing on five carries and a touchdown. Their leading receiver was a running back who had two catches for 54 yards for the Patriots. Ezekiel Elliott would lead them in rushing 14 carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Allen would go 15 to 30, 169 yards and an interception. James Cook would carry the ball 16 times for 48 yards. Um, Kincaid, the tight end would, from Utah, would lead them with four catches for 87 yards. Josh Allen had... 11, 44 yards on 11 carries and two touchdowns. Stefan Diggs, he only had four catches for 26 yards. And no touchdowns. The Bills improved the 10-6, and six, and with the Dolphins' loss, they still have a shot at the playoffs, or the division, and Dolphins, or the Patriots dropped the 4-12. and 12. Then we have the Cardinals beating the Eagles 35-31, improved the 4-12, and 12. the Eagles will drop to 11-5. So the Cowboys have a shot to win their division. Kyler Murray would throw go 25-31, 232 yards, three touchdowns and interception. James Conner would run the ball 26 times for 128 yards and touchdown. James Conner would also have one catch for five yards and a touchdown. And as well, would Michael Carter, the other running back, he'd have seven catches for 61 yards and one catch for six yards and a touchdown. Then Michael Wilson, a third-round pick and a wide receiver out of Stanford, he had four catches for 35 yards and a touchdown. Greg Dortch would lead them in catches with seven catches for 82 yards. And then the Eagles, Jalen Hurts would go 18-23 for 163 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. He would run the ball eight times for 25 yards and no touchdowns. Swift, Devin Swift would lead them with three carries or 13 carries for 61 yards for the Eagles. No touchdowns. A.J. Brown would have four catches for 53 yards, no touchdowns. Dallas Goddard, Goodard, or Goodart, five catches, 47 yards, and a touchdown. Julio Jones. Julio Jones would have two catches for 34 yards and two touchdowns. And then Devontae Smith, three catches for 30 yards and no touchdowns. Eagles drop, obviously, to 11-5. and five. So the Cowboys still have a shot right now. And then the 
Jaguars without Trevor Lawrence would beat the Panthers 26 to nothing. CJ Beathard would go 17 to 24 for 178 yards. Travis Etienne would carry the ball 16 times for 102 yards and two touchdowns. Then Bryce Young would go 19 to 32 for 112 yards and interception. And CJ Hubbard, the Oklahoma State product, would go carry the ball 11 times for 45 yards. Panthers are 2 and 14, keeping that first round pick to the Bears because they traded up to draft Bryce Young. And the Jaguars are 9 and 7 and tied atop the lead of their division with both the Colts and the Texans. Speaking of the Colts, they would beat the uh, Raiders 23 to 20. The Raiders are 7 and 9, eliminated from the playoffs. Colts are 9 and 7, still in the hunt. Aiden McConnor would go 30 of 47, 299, two touchdowns. Zara White would have 20 carries for 71 yards. Devontae Adams had 13 catches for 126 yards and two touchdowns. And let's see if Josh Jacobs, I think he might be hurt. So yeah, he didn't play. And then the Colts, Gardner Minshew went 15-23, 224 and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, 21 for carries, 96 yards and a touchdown. Then, was it? Alec Pierce, he would lead the team in catches or or yards. He had one catch for 58 yards and a touchdown. Michael Pittman had was their leading in receptions. He had five catches for 46 yards. And Coach won 23 to 20. Then the Giants and Rams. This was a good game. Rams would win 26 to 25. The proved 9-7 Giants would go 5 and 11. Matthew Stafford would go 24-34-317, one touchdown, two interceptions. Kyron Williams, the rookie out of Notre Dame, 20 carries, 87 yards, and three touchdowns. Notre Dame could have used him this year. Imagine that backfield. Estime and Kyron Williams would have been crazy. Uh, What's his name? Puka Noka, he would lead the Rams in receiving with five catches, 118 yards. Then let's go what else. Nuka also, Nuka also had two rushes for 19 yards. Cooper Cup had four catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Kyron Williams had two catches for 14 yards. Then when we go to the Giants, Tyrod Taylor went 27 of 41, 319. Touchdown interception. He also led the team in rushing with six carries for 40 yards. Saquon Barkley had 12 carries for 39. Wendell Watt Robinson, wide receiver, one catch, or one rush, 24 yards and a touchdown. Darian Slayton had... Darius Slayton had four catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown. Robinson had six catches for 55 yards. Darren Waller had five catches for 51 yards. Hyatt, the speed shoe out of Tennessee, the rookie, three catches for 25 yards. Saquon, three for 19. The Giants would make this game interesting. They would score on a 94-yard punt return by Gunnar Olofsky with three minutes and 27 seconds left. Saquon Barkley would try to go for two, and it was no good, and they would lose 26-25. to 25. Then you got the 49ers and the Commanders. 49ers with Eagles loss clinched the, and their 27-10 win over the Commanders would clinch the number one seed in the NFC. They're 12-4. Commanders would fall to 4-12. In this game, oh, by the way, Sam Howell was starting for the Commanders because Jacoby Brissett got hurt during practice. 
Uh, Brock Purdy will bounce back from his bad game against Baltimore, going 22 of 28, 230, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Christian McCaffrey would have 14 carries for 64 yards and four catches for 27 yards, no touchdowns. Eric Mitchell would lead the Niners in rushing. He had 70 carries, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Debo Samuels had three three rushes for 35 yards. Brock Purdy ran the ball one time for four yards. Brandon Ayuk, seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Debo, five for th- five catches, 37 yards, and a touchdown. George Kittle, three catches for 29 yards. The Commanders, Sam Howell would go 17-28, 169, touchdown, two interceptions. Brian Robinson would lead them in rushing with nine carries for 40, 44 yards. Aaron Gibson, four rushes for 19 yards. Terry McLaurin had four catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel, three catches for 33 yards. Robinson had four catches for 32 yards. So Sam Howell pretty much made Washington, I think, about drafting a quarterback or trading for one now. So, I mean, and Ron Rivera is probably fired after this 4-12 season. Sucks for him. Then the Steelers would beat the Seahawks 30-23. to They would beat them 30-23 to improve the 9-7. Mike Tomlin will be guaranteed another year of no losing record. Seahawks would drop the 8-8. Mason Rudolph would go 18-24 for 274. Najee Harris carried about 27 times, 120 yards and two touchdowns. George Pickens, seven catches, 131 yards, no touchdowns. Geno, let's look at what else. Uh, Pittsburgh, Jalen Warren would carry about 13 times for 75 yards and a touchdown. Oklahoma State guy. All right, and then let's go with Seattle. Gino would go 23-33, 290, and a touchdown. Kenneth Walker, 10 carries for 3 yards, touchdown. Gino ran the ball 3 times for 33 yards. DK Metcalf, 5 catches, 106 yards. Noah Font, 5 catches, 59 yards. Jackson Smith, Najiba, 1 catch, 12 yards, and touchdown. Tyler Lockett, 1 catch for 10 yards. Let's see, did, uh, yeah. And, well, Seattle, I think... Possibly still in the playoff hunt. The Bengals would get beat by the Chiefs 25 to 17. So they would they'll go to 8 and 8. The Chiefs will go to 10 and 6. The ironic thing about this is that the Joe Burrow list Bengals, had they held on and won this game, would have had the same record as Kansas City going into the last week. But they'll drop the 8 and 8, and the Bengals and the Chiefs will prove the 10 and 6. Jake Browning went 19-33 for 197 yards and a touchdown. Joe Mixon carried the ball 21 times for 65 yards. Jamar Chase had three catches for 41 yards for the Bengals. Browning ran the ball seven times for 32 yards and a touchdown. Let's see, Tyler Boyd had two catches for 29. Mixon had four catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. T. Higgins had one catch for 19 yards. And Dax Hill... Rookie from Michigan and Tulsa Booker T. Washington product, Justice Hill's brother, had five tackles. One assisted. And then let's look at the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes went 21-29, 245, and a touchdown. Isaiah Pachinko, 18 carries, 130 yards. Rashad Rice, the rookie, five catches, 127 yards. Pacheco had seven catches, 35 yards, and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey had three catches for 16 yards. Mr. Taylor Swift. And then the last game, the Denver Broncos would hold on in their first game without Russell Wilson. 
they would beat the uh, Chargers 16 to 19. Well, the Chargers don't have Justin Herbert, or the, they don't have a coach anymore neither. The Broncos proved the eight and eight. The Chargers are five and eleven. Easton Stick would go 24-38 for 220. Austin Eckler had 13 carries for 46 yards. Stick had 15 carries for or five carries for 31 yards. Uh, Quentin Johnson, their rookie uh, first-round pick out of TCU, would have three catches for 29 yards. What's this? I think it's Alex Erickson. He had seven catches for 98 yards, led them in catches. The Broncos, Jared Stidham, who they started. This is his third organization. He was with the Patriots. Originally, they drafted him. Thought he might be there. Apparently, Tom Brady. Then he was traded to the Raiders. They had him. And then the Broncos got him. He was 20-32, 2-24 with a touchdown. He would run the ball six times for six yards. Little John Humphreys out of uh, Texas would go two, for, two catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Jerry Judy, three catches for 54 yards. According to C. Smith, Jerry Judy is just a guy. But anyway, though, a lot of people were upset. It's apparently Russell Wilson was benched because he didn't renegotiate his contract. A lot of people were saying that, I guess, and then obviously the Packers and Vikings are the Sunday night game. But anyway, the people were saying that, like, Sean Payton's being a, a bully, a thug, picking on Russell. What happened was, I don't know. Because they're saying, oh, Drew Brees, because I guess he was saying he does need to be, he's not running for office, stop kissing babies, go practice or whatever. And then someone, I think it was Ryan Clark, one of the NFL analysts, said, Drew Brees used to kiss babies and shake hands all the time, too. I think the difference was, when you hear the stories about Russell Wilson, apparently he may not have been the most likable guy in the locker room. And that's not saying he was a bad guy, because I don't think Russell Wilson's a bad dude. It's just maybe he's kind of a prima donna or something. Drew Brees wasn't that way. Like apparently when he was in Denver, he had his own locker room, his own little team, his own quarterback coach and trainers or something. Sean Payton got rid of all that. Then they're like, you're not playing well enough. We're not winning games. They probably were like, we want you to renegotiate your contract so we can get you know, better players around here to win, maybe. And Wilson was like, no. So they benched him for Jared Sidham. And they're 8-8. Eight and eight and I don't know if they have a shot at the playoffs. Trust us, the Chiefs won today, but yeah, because I think their only shot at the playoffs might have been winning their division, and they needed the Chiefs to lose, so that didn't happen. So I think they might be eliminated, but they still finished with a winning record. So we'll see like how that works. Like I said, Stidham has played for, I think he was like a fourth round pick by the Denver Broncos. Yeah, he was a fourth-round pick by the, or not by the Broncos, but the Denver Broncos, by the New England Patriots. So he was from Bay. He went to Baylor, then he went to JUCO, and then he transferred to Auburn. Yeah, the Patriots drafted him in 2019 in the fourth round. He played there from 2019 to 2021. Then he was with the Raiders in 2022 with Josh McDaniels, and then he's with the Broncos now. So, I mean, he was a top high school recruit. He played well at Baylor his freshman year. He was a backup. Yeah, yeah. He was a backup. Then that guy appeared in seven games. And then he started first. Yeah, he started. What? He was pretty good his first freshman year. Then the sexual abuse stuff, claims, and all that 
rape you or a sexual assault you at Baylor happened and he he decided to trans he decided to transfer he went to a, you know he transferred from Baylor went to a community college and then he transferred to Auburn his stats were as a freshman he was at Baylor he had 12 touchdowns two interceptions in Auburn 18 touchdowns six interceptions 18 touchdowns and five interceptions so I mean and then he's like, he's that he ran for like nine touchdowns. So, I mean, not horrible. Anyway, though, yeah. So, he's the guy that's starting over Russell Wilson right now. And he is married to, I believe the guy he's married to was, he is married to, let's see, it should say, I believe he's married to like Daryl Morey's uh No, he's married to Kennedy Stidham or Kennedy she was brown. Her dad, she is the daughter of Harris Blitz Sports and Entertainment CEO, Tad Brown. So I mean, some big wig sports guy. Anyhow, like I said, I think that the Broncos may move on from Russell Wilson. This may be a sign. But that happens, you know. Russell Wilson's getting up there, you know, in his career. And Sean Payton came out of retirement to try to coach a winner. And he probably wants his own quarterback. On a rookie contract. That's why a lot of people say the Bears should trade Justin Fields. Because you can get a, a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract. I mean, although if they trade Justin Fields, I hope they trade him to Atlanta. Somebody that needs him. Someone that, he, and Arthur Smith figures out how to use his offense around Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Oh man, that would be an offense with Justin Fields with those guys. I don't know. Though, I think I still think I would. But also, I would keep Justin Fields, draft Marvin Harrison Jr., either draft Brock Bowers or an offensive lineman with your other first-round pick. Or if those best guys are gone, draft a another wide receiver or a defensive playmaker. And well, that's all for this episode. And stay tuned for episodes 3, 4, and 5. Have a good night, everyone.